Hey guys, this is Sarah. This is Cassandra. And this is a twist of crime. Hey guys, how's everybody doing? Welcome back. Everybody holding up during COVID okay? Has everyone stayed home, worn a mask? <laughs> please. Uh, wash their hands? Please. Please just, just, just wear, wear the mask. Anyway. <laughs> so, we hope we find everyone healthy and well. We are back with some new uh, information for you guys. We are going to talk today about um, the, in particular, the sexual assault evidence recovery kits, or what we know as rape kits, the backlog that's in North Carolina, and also about Hanya Aguilar. But Cassandra's got all that information, and she's going to take over today. So I get to gasp and be completely and totally disgusted while she tells me information. Which I completely was last episode. Right. So, you know. but now I'm in the driver's seat, so. <laughs> so, all right, well, we're going to let her take it away. So this is not going to be fun. Oh, God. It was not fun looking for it. I don't like it. <laughs> I already don't like it. But anyway, so right off the bat, Hania Noelia Aguilar. So I have an accent, so that's going to be happening all over again. Okay, guys, so... <laughs> if we haven't uh, covered this yet, which we haven't, I don't think. Uh, Miss Cassandra is uh, a Latina. So. Born she, and raised. Bo- born and raised. In these United Miss, States. Miss Latina. And she uh, grew up speaking Spanish. So when we have a Spanish speaking uh, missing person, uh, killed person, a case involving anything with Spanish names. Uh, we're going to let Miss Cassandra take that over because she. And I will be translating. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, her uh, what her accent is not saying. I'll say it in Southern and in American. Well, I can it's Hanya Aguilar is the way we would say Hania it. Hanya Noelia Aguilar. Yeah, which you know, but we're going to let her say it the way that it probably absolutely should yes, be said. Probably, but yes. But, anyway, so. Proud, Just with that little aside. <laughs> proud Latino Hispanic. So, anyway, back on topic. <laughs> um, so, Hania, she was actually 13 years old, so she was about in 8th grade, and obviously she was Hispanic. So, being that she was a minor, there's not a lot of, a lot of information on the case, because she was right. a minor and protected identity and everything. Yeah. So, already right off the bat, buckle up, pull over, do all the safety stuff, because this one's going to hurt. It hurt me as a Latina, or in solidarity with my Latinos. I had to see this through the end. I felt like it wouldn't do justice. So, um, so she would have been, this is, actually, she vanished November 5th, 2018, around 7 a.m., right before school. So, this was two years ago. I... That's the age I have a sister at. Yeah. So, imagine, like, your little sibling. And it was, and it was a, when she went missing, it was a a really big, uh, a really big deal. It was a lot of coverage. Everybody was Mm -hmm. very invested um, Mm -hmm. in her being found. It was, people were really, I mean... For that time period when it happened, you heard a lot about it. And it and, swept through. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she vanished November 5th, 2018, right before school. She was actually taken from outside her home at the Rosewood Mobile... Mar- 
<laughs> Reset. Spanish too much. Okay. The Rosewood Mobile Home Park in Lumberton, North Carolina is where she was taken. Like I said, early in the morning. What irks me is that witnesses heard screams and saw a male in all black wearing a yellow bandana. And they f- he forced her into a green 2003 Ford Expedition with, with South Carolina plates. Hmm. So I... I didn't. I had no idea about anything else. So this was interesting to me when I was first hmm. researching it. So um, it was actually she was actually heating up the f- family's car to go to school. So it's like oh. it's it's cold out. So you gotta get the car started early. Gotcha. Well, um, the perp came up and threw her in, and then took off. It's just terrifying yeah so um while she was missing the color purple it actually became robeson county's symbol of compassion strength and resilience because that was her favorite color it's my favorite color too yeah so that's what it means in robeson county (laughs) but yeah um so anyway on november 8th so this is three days after she disappeared um the car was found near quincy road in lumberton around 8 a.m the woods so hmm. that's kind of all there was. They couldn't find her. It's like, oh, the car is here. She must be nearby. Well, right. they couldn't find anything. No. Um, so 22, she was missing 22 days before her body was found. Mm. Um, it was at the bottom of a, what I found was a shallow pond or a four foot deep water filled pit. Oh, okay. So also with the lack of information, there was also no... Um, like linear information nothing really matched up right um but she was what was common was that she was face down under like a plastic the plastic table was on her back face down with a plastic table on her back oh i didn't know that oh god uh she likely died from asphyxia and there was minimal trauma to her body but there was um sexual abuse that was evident one of the things that kind of didn't 100% 100% match up like these other things was that there was a tire on top of the plastic table. Oh my god. So she was like completely pinned under there. Uh, and mind you, she was 13. What a monster. Oh mm-hmm. my god. Now, um, when they found her, her father, who's Guatemalan, I say Guatemala, but who's Guatemalan, <laughs> uh, her father, Noe, no, I think that's how you say it, Noe, Aguilar, he was unable to attend the funeral because his temporary visa was denied. I remember that. That was really freaking sad. But um, hundreds of thousands of people made online requests, and they were all backing him. But um, his attorney confirmed that his visa was denied on the basis that he, quote, didn't have enough ties, unquote, to the country. He literally had a family here. And that... (laughs) Me and immigration have a little bit of um, a beef, so yeah. we'll leave that for another episode. Right. Or I'll, I will have to leave it. <laughs> but, um, She's going to get her soapbox out, guys. Oh, God. I got a whole <laughs> arsenal, y'all. Anyway, they, um, to, now that they found Hanya and everything, there was a $30,000 reward for any information on the killer. 
who, by the way, was caught on CCTV, but for the love of God, can never improve that CCTV. It was grainy at best. I don't know what the deal is with CCTV because there are just put a phone up there. They, and just there plug are it up. there are baby monitors that are clearer than most CCTV that you see. At night. So I don't know. <laughs> and you know, can we keep the footage for more than twenty four hours? For the love of yeah, everything. I mean, yeah, with. This case, on all up until that point, there wasn't a lot of information to be had. Right. Um, there was a lot of activity from the police, actually, which was actually really surprising. Now that I'm, like we went through the episode before this, right? Police didn't do anything for these other women, but yeah. they had this young girl who happens to be, I don't know if she was mixed race. But yeah. she was at least half Guatemalan, and now there's all this stuff from the police. I don't know why, other than because Hanya was so young. I think it was because she was so young. She was a child. Yeah. And I think that was the reason why I think they were under more pressure because yeah. of that. It, it was a lot more in the in people's face that yeah. it was a child. The other women had been reported. Well, some of them, a lot of them had not been reported mm-hmm. about at all. Uh, but the three main ones that I talked about in the last episode, they there was a lot of um, local, state, and there was some federal coverage, um, like Inside Edition type coverage. Uh-huh. But that was about it. And once it aired and everything, everything kind of died down. So with Hanya, I think the biggest reason was that she was she was a child, and you know, point blank, it didn't matter. Um, I think in. Be- they were already under we found out in the last episode the law enforcement agencies in the area were already under a lot of scrutiny so i'm why did it take so long like please i don't yeah that i don't know yeah anyway back on subject (laughs) (laughs) i i could go on on that other one oh yeah but um so with no with the father being unable to attend the funeral and everything the uh Eight days later, so this was the day of the funeral. Michael McClellan. <laughs> this is so hard. I can say big words. I swear. I just can't Michael, say. Michael McClellan. Okay, that. I, him, it's okay. Him. He turned that. himself in on unrelated charges eight days later. So this oh. was December 8th. I didn't even know. I I don't think I knew that he had turned himself in. Well, it was on unrelated charges. And um, I couldn't really find anything. I, I also didn't go into the database. But I f- it might have been drinking. I think it might have been drinking and driving. I uh, don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. But it was on totally unrelated charges and everything. Well, at least to this case. Um, he was charged with... Buckle up. It's a long list. First degree kidnapping, the abduction of a child, first degree forcible rape, which is ridiculous because rape is always forcible. Um, I don't understand that either, but yeah. The law. Um, (laughs) For uh, statutory rape, first degree sexual offense, statutory sexual offense, larceny, restraint, concealment of death, and first degree murder. And this was all released hours before her death in a press release from the FBI. I just, I don't even, mm-hmm. excuse me. I, I, I don't even, I, I don't even have a, a response to that. It just is really. 
And initially, I just found the kidnapping, the rape, and the um, the concealment of death and first degree murder. As the like, I went through the main those, charges. Those are the ones yeah. that I went up again just to like double check, and it turns out it's these ten that was the regular rape and then statutory rape. If you yeah, kind of get pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah, this was hours before the funeral, and it yeah no, but um, the prosecution has been seeking the death penalty and but they're still awaiting trial as of april 2020 huh so yeah i'm like and i couldn't find anything else that's what pissed me off i'm like dude this is such a big case but and they're still doing the um the anniversaries and everything they're still doing in her memory and i don't know if guatemalans do it but in mexico it's the day of the dead yeah there's three kind of three big ones the first one is the I think it's in this word. The first one is Dia de los, Inis- de los Inocentes, which is Day of the Innocents. So, right. like, all the children and everything. Yeah. The second day is uh, Dia de los... For- of the Forgotten. So, it's the Day of the Forgotten. I couldn't remember... I can't remember it for the life of me. <laughs> but it's the Day of the Forgotten. So, all the people who don't have families to put their photos on the altar, they're remembered in spirit. Yeah kind of a twist on words but you get the drift yeah yeah yeah. and then um the famous dia de los muertos is day of the dead where all the family is remembered and the the parties and the remembrance and the um those little uh papel picado like the designs and the if you watch coco you kind of get the drift okay (laughs) i i could go on i i I love my culture but um she is i hope it's if i'm I'm probably wrong, but I hope she's remembered. If there is at least a Mexican, like they will remember her on Day of the Innocence and Day of the Dead. But I will definitely remember her. Yeah. Because this this was absolutely horrible. Um, but yeah, they are still waiting trial. And they've been doing remembrances for her ever every year. So this would be the third year second or third year. I can't do math. <laughs> But, um, so, yeah, this, um, this trial, or this trial, I'm getting ahead of myself, um, this investigation was actually handled like the crap that we have heard from the last episode. Yeah. Um, two investigators are no longer with the department. Hmm. So, one of them resigned, and he retired, because, I mean, good riddance, but the other one, um... His name is Major Anthony. Oh, his title, Major Anthony Thompson. He was originally suspended for inadequate handling and previous lack of handling DNA evidence. And I just put he was lazy. <laughs> so I mean, honestly, it sounded like that whole department was lazy. I I mean, yeah, seeing all the the all of the stuff that I talked about in the last episode. Which is the reason why I talked about all of that was because of the other cases we talked about, but going into Hanya's, all uh-huh. of this, uh, you know, uproar and all this m- just mess that was going on within the sheriff's department and the police department, they, all of that affects how cases are handled, obviously. I mean, uh-huh. that's... And it really has to be talked about because whether or not they have a lot of evidence or not it's not going to get handled right it's not going to get investigated correctly if you don't 
have people that are being held accountable within those yeah. those agencies. Well, um, Major Lazy over here, he he actually after being suspended, he would actually later quit after thirty four years of service under his belt. Mm-hmm. So I mean, somebody got out before. Yeah, before it could he, get tough. Yeah. But I mean, good riddance. I don't have to deal with him. Sure. But um, that's kind of all I have on that case. I mean, it was a minor. It's still a current case. It's still pending. And I mean, I don't want to deal with the investigators. So, I mean, and there wasn't a lot of information on them, anyways. Yeah. But. And you I'm know, not doing the time of day. Obviously, this case has been solved. We know who killed her, and he's been he has been charged mm-hmm. with a number of crimes. And so, what was the outcome of his? Like his court, his case, like his um, case, like trials. I mean, it's still a waiting of April twenty twenty, but he's got. Oh well, that makes sense because yeah. what she was born, she was found in two thousand eighteen. Yeah. So it's two years. Yeah, most trials take. Yeah. Especially a. a small town kind of. A like corporal this. punishment. Yeah. But, I mean, he's got, again, the... I'm sorry, capital punishment. Not yeah, horrible. capital. It's the capital punishment, and it was kidnapping, abduction, uh, the rapes, uh, sexual offense of both degrees, larceny, restraint, concealment of death, and first-degree murder. Mm. I mean, and he, and he turned himself in, and he got busted. Right. Somehow, because... Um, I think you mentioned it in, when we were going over notes that um, he was, his evidence, his DNA had been found, but he was never talked about. Yeah, he actually was involved in another rape um, that had had a, uh, a kit with his, his DNA in it that proved that he had been involved in that rape, um, but it had not been tested. Mm-mm. So, because it wasn't tested, he was able to keep going on about his life the way he wanted, and Hanya ended up yeah. dead because of it. And it's still fascinating to me like that, that this could happen, and especially with well, being an older sister of someone who had the same age. Yeah, well, most, most rapists don't commit rape only once. With one person, they they, they they just don't. They mm-hmm. most rapists rape more than one person. Yep. So if we're taking, if a woman comes into an emergency room with having been raped, mm-hmm. and a evidence collection kit is taken, it needs to be tested right away because. That information needs to be entered into the databases that hold that DNA, you know, identifiers so that when it happens again and another kit comes in Mm -hmm. and it matches, this person can be caught for, you know, can be caught as quickly as possible. Yeah. If you delay the testing like they have been doing where... The kits have been sitting on shelves for 20 months at a time. Yeah. That gives somebody that much more time to commit rape. Yeah. And I don't... um, Actually, one of the things I didn't get a chance to talk about 
in the last episode was in 2019, because of this issue specifically, mm-hmm. North Carolina passed um, what was called the Survivor Act or House Bill 29. And it had some, what it did was kind of outline some qualifications for how these evidence kits are to be handled. And um, one requires that when a kit is done, when the evidence is collected and put in the kit, law enforcement is to be notified within of, about the collection of the kit within 24 hours of that collection. Mm-hmm. And then at that point, law enforcement has seven days to retrieve that kit. And then once they have that kit in their... Um, in their hands they have to submit that kit for testing within 45 days and if that does not happen then they are subject to fines and other penalties um, for not following those guidelines so there's that hopefully you know they're trying um, to combat the issue of the backlog but yeah well, that kind of, well, that actually splendidly leads into the the notes I have on the backlog. So, the what is defined as the rape kit backlog, it's actually defined as two main things. Um, it's evidence that is never sent to the lab at all. Which? Or, it happens so often. Yeah. And um, the other one is evidence is sent to the lab, but is never untested. It's always, it's untested. So it's never been tested. I am having such a hard time. I am burnt out. I just... I don't understand. I, I, I know that the number one thing that's brought up when it comes to this is the price. That it's it, it's expensive to test them. But I really... Honestly and truly just don't care. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> test hello, just the us. damn kids. <laughs> yeah, and it's between the evidence never getting sent to the lab and then actually getting sent to the lab but remains untested. So it's like... I don't... Hello? Yeah, I don't get it. Just a random random number of how much you think North Carolina has untested. I don't even... Uh, quarter million. <laughs> 13,000. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I went a little bit wild with that number. 15,000 plus. Yeah. I so mean, it's kind of like a random. <laughs> 15,000. I mean, okay, guys, I'm not good with numbers, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good with numbers. I, 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 I'm feeling like a quarter million, you know, whatever. But yeah, 15,000 is. Um, is astronomical, honestly. I mean, I know I said well, I'm, I mean, I'm being, <laughs> I'm being exaggerate. I'm exaggerating when I say a quarter million, but, but yeah, I mean, fifteen thousand is way too many. Well, with what has not been sent and what has been sent but is not tested, I wouldn't be surprised that there aren't more. True. Yes. So, okay. So, moving along. Yes. Anyway, so kind of. Off of what you had been saying about the Survivors Act, the uh, House Bill 29, there are $6 million from the government to fund processing, which this bill forces that hand. Good. Oh, see, no, I didn't see that, but that's good. Because, like, if there's money there, which obviously there is, Yeah. why aren't we using it 
for what it's meant for. Anyway. Well, as you can see, 2020 is why. Ugh. But mm. anyway, the attorney general for North Carolina, he approves. Or she. I didn't check which gender they were. Uh, but um, the th- $3 million of that, so half, was 2019-2020. And the rest was the 2020-21 mm. uh, year. But anyway, that's kind of like the... Well, yeah. That's kind of all the money that there is involved in the research I found. But um, kind of going into kind of like the general of the kit. So obviously DNA is critical. Right. And the way they do or they use the DNA, whenever they make the profiles, every single one is unique to every one person. Right. But maybe not with identical twins. I don't know. But like, I didn't really care for that biology class anyway <laughs> but anyway these dna profiles so let's say like a Most, has if, if they're truly identical their dna should be yeah. all, all but identical yeah so like let's say like profile a it's like ones in the far like one of the little um nucleotides i don't know the little <laughs> lines in the right in the gel it's like all the way in the left corner and one in the middle and whatever it's going to look completely different from B. Right, yeah. So, and all these different profiles, like one and all these ones, they're all uploaded to CODIS, which is that system that with, where right. they find everything, all the it, different profiles. Right. <clears throat> if you've watched a, uh episode of Criminal Minds, you know what CODIS is. So. Or just about anything else. Yeah. <laughs> because I know for sure. Or Law and Order, SVU. SVU, yeah. You know. <laughs> But uh, anyway, um, for on the advocate side, so not even like with CODIS and all that, on the advocate side, in January 2019, ABC said that the advocates said it was a, quote, public safety issue, unquote. I would agree with that. Completely. But the ongoing testing, is, it's obviously it's still going on, but the victim's right to be noticed and informed is not used. Yeah, I think I, I I think I read something about that, which is just as yeah, it's 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 infuriating if you want to know the truth. Yeah, I, being I mean, a woman is so not. I mean, not even a woman because this could happen to anybody. It, yep, yep. But it's like because it, it happens in such known frequency to women, it's just like right. We are always prepared. Like keys out, um, the little stabby thing. Like when you put your fingers in the holes and just I think stab. that's I think that's one of the um things that even as women we don't realize that why we're so scared of you know that's most women you know, one of their number one fears is being raped and mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is because we know that there's a good chance that it'll never be solved yeah. If it's by someone that you don't know. Which yeah. most rapes don't happen by someone that you don't know. Most rapes happen by someone that you do. Uh-huh. But even then, even if it's somebody that you do know, if you don't have enough evidence to prove it, it nothing's going to be done. Right. Nothing's going to be and done. And they haunt you for the rest of the life. So I think that's why women are really scared about it. If we yeah. knew. I mean, we'd, it'd still be awful. We'd still be scared. We'd still have a, you know, a fear of it. Uh-huh. But I think that adds to the idea of well if this happens to me 
then there's literally somebody can do that to me without any without suffering any consequences and that's yeah. scary but and, and then there's also the trauma factor like they <clears throat> might not even go oh yeah so i mean like, a lot of women don't report and, and a lot of people don't report because they know it's not going to be solved and they have to go through the the evidence kit itself most people a lot of people know if they're listening to this this podcast then they know what goes into an an evidence collection kit but um it's invasive and it's Mm -hmm. it's really really a brutal experience to go through so with that being said um i don't judge any woman that wants or does not want to go through that because it's it's an experience on top of being sexually assaulted Yeah. yeah But, yeah, um, I kind of got most of this information from in the backlog. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of that in the backlog accountability project. That's nationwide. Right. So they had put out requests to all, all these major cities. Only Charlotte went through with the request. Uh, Greensboro, Winston-Salem, Raleigh, and Jacksonville are still in progress. And Durham completely rejected it. I am... Being from North Carolina, I'm not surprised yeah. at all. Well, I mean, I mean, it's better than not having it at all. However, Durham, um, man. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm not surprised about Durham. Yeah. But, yeah. But, I mean, it, it was still attempted, so I'll give you props to that. So, again, with, um, and the backlog, word for word, they said that in beginning... October 2019, the state lab must report to the state legislature annually on the number of tracking-enabled kits used for evidence collection, how many of these kits are connected with a reported sexual assault, and how many are submitted to a lab for testing. Good. Yeah, definitely good. Good. So, yeah, but... This, it needs to be more heavily regulated, and it, it needs to be, have a really heavy hand of oversight with it because we need it needs to be tracked it needs to be documented we need to know it because Mm -hmm. not just because of rape and sexual assault but again if you know and have been you know if you've read watched anything true crime you know that a portion, I won't say all, but there's a big portion of rapists that escalate to murder. I wonder who. And most rapists, as we've said before, are serial. They don't rape just one person. So, you need, it, you, obviously, this seems like common sense, but, you know, maybe not. But you obviously increase your chances of catching that perpetrator with the more testing that's done Mm -hmm. and the more documentation of the testing so yeah but like we were saying earlier it the conviction rate is literally probably one of the worst yeah only 16 (laughs) percent which is just (laughs) it's just terrible it's just bad i know i don't even i mean there's not a worse word it's 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 bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah but, um, so like you were saying earlier, it, um, the House bill, it said 24 hours, it must be reported, and then within the week, it must be tested. 
Um, DNA is ideally tested within 72 hours. So even by the end of those eight days, it's it's already kind of eh. It's not as it's good not of a sample. Any samples you yeah, have are not as good as... It's already started to deteriorate, right. deteriorate a little bit. But um, kind of, this backlog is so horrible that there are 16-year-old cases that are just getting solved. 30-year-old cases that are just getting solved. Which is absolutely unacceptable. I, it just is unacceptable. I don't understand how anybody could be fine with a kit sitting anyway collecting dust Uh, yeah Mm -hmm. yep but um yeah kind of with knowing these kits haven't been tested for 16 30 years and most of these kits are about to expire and there's no way this evidence will ever be found again and it's already down drain these women maybe even men they've all been living with this pain and there's no justice yep. unless somebody gets lucky and actually reports well, it. Well, not, not to mention, if they're just now testing it, it's 16 years down the road. This person's already moved on with their life and has tried to heal from yeah. this, you know, trauma. And then now, 16 years down the road, oh, well, we tested it. We know who did it. Now we got to go to trial for it. And now, and now you got to give your account. Exactly. you got to go through the but, whole yeah. damn thing. <laughs> I, I can't. The justice system. Also, I don't, I don't know um, if you saw anything, but I know at one point they were just disposing of a bunch of kids. Seriously? Yeah, they were just throwing them away. <sighs> they were, they were um, disposing. They're biohazards, so they were biohazardly disposing of them. But they literally Sorry. had so many, and most of the ones that had were disposed of had not been tested. Well, if you're getting rid if you're getting rid of them in the first place why didn't you test them in the first place well they don't want to test them because it takes money so instead yeah, and yeah. but and they they're they don't have the storage that was what it was they didn't have the storage space for them so they ended up throwing them away you should get less guns and more science <laughs> that's that's all I, merch, that, com- merch coming soon less guns more science <laughs> <laughs> We'll Let's keep it in see. mind. We'll, 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 we want we'll, to... We'll keep designing. <laughs> well, um, guys, we're going to leave it there, but we hope that, you know, it's informative what we're telling you, and um, we hope that you en- enjoy s- s- hearing about some of it. <laughs> Might be an awkward end, but, I mean... Yeah, we. I mean, it's just... It, there's not an easy way to go about talking about stuff like that, yeah. so we're going to make it um you know as awkward as possible (laughs) but like we said we are still pretty brand new and we pretty brand new to this entire podcast world yeah we're learning as we go and we're you know tweaking stuff here and there but we're having a good time doing it we hope you guys um if you've just found us new people uh, we hope that you enjoy it. We hope you like the content. We hope that you um, stay. We yes, <laughs> please. We, yeah, stay. <laughs> um, we've got plans, so we hope to have enough people listening that we can follow through with that. And um, it's a lot we, of work, but it, like it doesn't feel as much as work as I thought it would be. Yeah, it it is, but it's, it's so fun. Natural. Yeah, we're having a good time with it. Yeah, definitely. So if um. Okay. 
you guys want to give us suggestions, you can hit us up on our social media. Everything. Yes. And we're, yeah, basically we're a twist of crime, a twist of crime um, at pretty much anything. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat. Um, We have not, like, really been on them and active yet because we don't really have a lot of people um, we don't have a lot of episodes up yet. Yeah, but we're hoping to do that. So, yes, find oh. us, add us, uh, subscribe, whatnot. We have a lot of plans for what's going on there. <laughs> we do, but um, we we hope to have a lot of fun on social media yeah. as well. So we would love to hear from y'all. In the meantime, we um, hope everyone stays safe and healthy. Doesn't look like COVID's going anywhere anytime soon. Especially in this state. Like, yeah. come on. Yeah, we're, like we said, we're in North Carolina, so uh, our cases are rising. Okay. So we're, we're staying at home, but we hope you guys stay safe and healthy, and we will talk to you next time. Stay home. Yes, please. <laughs> stay home. <laughs> Wash your hands, wear your mask, stay six feet apart. Thank you. Love y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>